Welcome to Respect, the San Francisco International Hip Hop Dance Fest weekly podcast. I'm your host, Mikaya, and here is my extraordinary co-host, Brandy Beasley. That's me, BB, BJB. What's up, everybody? What's going on, Miss Brandy's? I made biscuits this morning. <laughs> That's very southern. <laughs> you know, my family, you got to know how to make biscuits or else you might get clowned a little. <laughs> so I, did like that, yes. I like grits, too. Yes. Oh. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Are you salty or sweet grits? Salt. Salt. Salty. I, I can do both, but salty, I think, is my favorite. Yes, yes, yes. Salt and butter. <laughs> Have you ever tried to buy grits in California? Every you're like, excuse me, where, where are the grits at? Oh, they're like on the bottomest corner and the you know lowest you, you know like where you go in Atlanta and they're everywhere. You know you can right. just pull them and put them in your cart. Right, variety, the grits like aisle. <laughs> grits aisle, right? Not here. You know, if you're lucky, you can find some grits. Otherwise, you have to get them online in California. Got to get your grits online. Oh, California, we need to up our grits game. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> One of the things I, I've had to get used to in the, my many years of living here, that and the collard greens are like this big. Yeah. And when you buy them in Atlanta, they were like huge. Mm-hmm. huge. They mm-hmm. fill up a whole pot. Right. I don't know that we can grow them like that out here. It's that, you know, that Atlanta, Georgia heat, humidity, that red dirt. Is that what it is? I don't know. I don't know. Are we, gonna, are we here to talk about Dan? Today we're going to talk. This is the Grits and Southern Cooking Podcast. <laughs> Let's go. Mm. Okay. Is, we're here to talk about dance. That's right. So anything in that world going on? Uh, maybe. I mean, the, the countdown is going. Dance Fest, November 11th through 13th. You got to get your tickets if you want to get pumped before Dance Fest, you got to go to One Love, November 3rd. Yeah, so, you know, those are my, I'm going out November 3rd, November 11th through 13th. We got the VIP party that Sunday after the last show, Kids Circle that same day. We got a lot going on. It's coming up real quick, real quick. And may I mention, um, as always, and this is huge, everyone, there is one person who sponsors all of the alcohol <laughs> at the after party. And that one person is Miss Brandy Beasley. I got y'all. I got y'all. Go have some drinks, beer, wine, signature cocktail. Come on out. It's going to be fun. This you know, you I don't know where you are, but you're here to me. You're, oh, no, there. There you are. You're over there. I don't know. <laughs> there you are. And, and, and always thank you. Um, this is the after party, the, the party after the, the, the five o'clock show on Sunday, uh, where you can party with the performers, dance, get some drinks, have a little fun. There's going to be a live performance, too. Did you know that? I did not know that. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's always nice. Some strutting, some popping. Nice. Right. It's going to be beautiful. It's always on point at the VIP party. Yeah. Yeah. So for all of this, just go to sfhiphopdancefest.com. You're going to get a lot of information, more than I could even talk about right now. Um, We're going to have master classes. We're going to have parties. And of course, the shows. 
right? Two programs, program A and program B. And each program is, is twice throughout the weekend. And we have uh, performers today as our guests in program A. And who are they? I am excited to introduce. I'm always excited to introduce the people. I get to introduce them. So we have Rocco and Ollie Fritz. So I'm going to get into Mr. Rocco. He's been dancing since the age of seven in all kinds of dance forms. Um, and in high school, he discovered the local hip hop community in the Bay Area. Trained with someone I know uh, named Micaiah and eventually joined Funkonometry SF, where he eventually became artistic director. Um, within uh, Funkonometry, he discovered the creativity and freedom of choreography. And after a few industry jobs, he realized he loved being the visionary and the educator, not necessarily the one performing on stage. I know someone who can relate to that. Um, so in 2015, he established his competitive team called. Called INQ. And in 2016, he and his partners are opened full out dance studios, which is a community dance space focused on inclusion, community, and fun. And we also have with us Ali Fritz, one of the Bay Area's premier dance instructors specializing in jazz, funk, heels, which is something I am not always trying to do, and performance. She's the creator and director of the dance intensive program, hashtag. Uh, extra AF and is the current co-director of dance of the dance company INQ. Ali is a resident instructor at Full Out Studios and a choreographer for the Golden State Warriors. All right. She's extremely passionate about encouraging her students and bringing out the inner star in everyone. Welcome. Welcome. So excited to have both of you here. Welcome. Hello. Morning. Thanks for having us. Yes. I, I feel like I'm rarely like introduced. So that, I don't know, that was a nice little <laughs> experience. <laughs> a little reminder of like how long you've been doing stuff. So. Right. We're not, we're not old. We're not old. <laughs> but you are special. Mm -hmm. And you are important and it's good to remind you of that. Uh, I all of a sudden feel like my babies are here um, and some. Yeah, I really do. It, <laughs> it, this is, you know, this is different than just, you know, talking to a B-boy in Paris or telling us about, you know, the, the culture there. This is our babies and uh, I'm excited for you to share them. I'd like for uh, you all both to just tell us about your beginnings, where you started dancing uh and how you started dancing i can start um yeah so hey everybody thanks for listening i'm so excited to be performing at sf hip-hop dance fest in just a month now i can't believe how close it is um so my dance beginnings are right here on this zoom call so again i don't know where you are you're this way to me but mama makaya was my very first instructor when i was five so i was lucky enough that my mom wanted to go take a workout class and at the same time, there was like a five and under hip hop class going on. So I got to start with Micaiah from the very beginning. Um, after a couple of years, I grew up dancing here in the Bay Area. I went to L.A. for school and got to train with really inspiring people, uh, Nico Connor and Beau Fournier. And I danced with um, NSU Modern and ACA while I was in college. And that's kind of where I found my spark of all things jazz funk. I didn't even know what jazz funk was until I went to Los Angeles and saw all the glitter and all the hairography. And I was like, 
oh, these are my people. I got it. Okay. This is my style. Um, and then after that, after graduating, I came back to the Bay, moved home, and I was lucky enough to stumble into Funkonometry and Emerson and Rocco and everybody pulled me in and said, here, here, we'll be your dance family. Um, got to train with Funks. And then Rocco created INQ and again, pulled me in. I think you lured me in with like, oh, hey, would you come teach a piece to the, to the company? And I was like, oh, sure, that would be great. I would love to do that. And I taught a piece and then it was like, oh, would you, would you set a piece? And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 I'll set it. That sounds fun. Block the piece. Long story short, I think it's been, I don't know, five, six years, however many years at this point, and I, I still haven't left. <laughs> so um, became a part of INQ. Uh, and then now, yes, teach at Full Out Studios weekly, get to choreograph with really cool and exciting teams like the Warriors. Um, and overall, I like similar to Rocco, I don't get me wrong, I love being on stage. I love performing. I'm a total ham. But what's been really inspiring to me in my dance journey is being able to support and cultivate people's own confidence. I think everyone is so talented and has that inner superstar inside of them. And if I can help pull that out and show you how fantastic you are, that's been a huge part of my, my dance journey. Thank you. Beautiful. Wow. Um, let's see. I mean, I said an exhausted bio, so I think, um, I think B pretty much covered it, but to fill in some gaps, um, yeah, my mom, noticed I was shy and quiet. So she put me in acro in, uh, in grade one and I did not take to that, but she did notice I liked moving. <laughs> so she put me into a dance studio, local dance studio in Alameda, um, in second grade. And then I ended up in like a community musical and then like, she couldn't shut me up after that. <laughs> so it was like much <laughs> less shy. And I think that was like my first opportunity to learn how like, performance art can be a conduit to like expression and finding confidence and like building community. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, everything B said in the intro, I just kept dancing and dancing, found Micaiah. I was like, in college, I was like, I do not want to dance anymore. Cause it had been that thing in my life, like literally since second grade. So I didn't, I felt like it was more of an obligation. And then I started going to Academy of Art University um, when I was 18 and I felt, I don't know, it was like scary for me. I was, I grew up pretty much between Oakland and Alameda and kind of a sheltered bubble. So being in the city was kind of scary. And so I felt myself kind of withdrawing. I was like, what am I missing? And I was like, I think it's dance. So I just looked up, I just Googled, you know, hip hop classes um, in San Francisco. <laughs> and I found this Micaiah. <laughs> and I think, I think it was like Sierra or something, the first like piece. And mind you, I'd been in like studio hip hop classes growing up. Um, so I was like, oh, oh, this is different. <laughs> this is different. This is authentic. The energy in the room, it wasn't as like rigid. I mean, she got us together, but it wasn't like, <laughs> you know, it didn't feel as stuffy as, um, as my uh, training in, in other spaces. Um, and then that just kind of cemented it. I went to actually Hip Hop Dance Fest. I wish I had it next to me, but I found like the green and yellow zip pull pullover thing and the blue one, blue and white one. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I went, I went to that, um, I went to that first show or the first dance fest I intended. And it was like, the crowd was so hype and, I don't know. It just, it was like, wow, there, there, there's love in this community. And this is something I've never experienced before. And I, I think I've kind of been hooked after that. 
Um, and then, like you said, I opened the studio. I danced on Funkonometry a bunch. Um, and then I think, well, Sandy at City Dance asked me if I would like consider teaching a weekly class. And I was like, huh, because I'd only done like workshops until then. Um, but I, I honestly, I, I've been teaching there for, I'm on a pause right now because, you know, balance. <laughs> so I'm on a little sabbatical now, but I had been teaching there, I think like 13 years. Wow. So that's when I started finding my love for educating people. And just like Ali was saying, like having people imagine, like expand their imagination on what their potential could be. And that's honestly what INQ is about is like, it first it started off as an intensive where I was just gassing them up. Like you can do this. Like, I think there was a new crowd that was discovering the dance community. Um, whereas like we grew up in it, but there was like these, you know, adults that found like, because of institutions like city dance discovered the community much like I did when I was 18 and, but they were fresh. They hadn't been dancing since they were kids. So it was really like energizing to like show them the ropes. And also, like I said, like really put sincere faith in them so that they could then grow. So I think becoming an educator, like kind of has defined this like latest chapter in my Dance line. So, yeah. I just want to say, okay. I'm a big uh, Funkonometry fan. Oh. It was always one of my favorite companies in Dance Fest. Just uh, fierce. Yeah. Sassy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> into it. Exactly. All the hair. <laughs> yes. yeah. And of course, I remember, and I'll never, ever forget Ali Fritz as a five year old. No. I can close my eyes and see it. She's just <laughs> one of those, oh, okay, at five, she's already there. You know, you are sometimes they they eventually get the swag or they eventually this one started out with swag immediately. Um stood out. <laughs> it was just like, okay, and then I had the honor and pleasure of teaching both her sisters. Uh after that and then of course I remember Rocco as an 18 year old and kind of like you know shy and subdued and yeah. <laughs> into our family uh, so the the connection of the company that you both have performed with is Funkonometry have you performed with other dance companies besides that in Dance Fest or um no just in general oh um, so when I was in college, I used to compete and perform with ACA, which was the Chinese group, Chinese American group on campus, or NSU, which was the Japanese American group on campus. All of the clubs at the UCs were built out of those um, different groups. Uh, so I performed with ACA and NSU back in the day. I was on Rogue Makers with Beau Fournier for all of like three seconds because I blew out my knee, which and knees are the worst things happening. <laughs> but got to train with Rogue for a little bit. Um, yeah, those are the main dance companies and Funkonometry that I've been a part of. God, it's really like a, I have a terrible memory. So I'm like, yeah, right. that's so <laughs> in it, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, let's see. I, so I trained with, uh, Lando Wilkins. Um, he's a really underrated and like amazing, uh, choreographer and talent. And, um, his whole thing was like putting communities together. So like at first it was like putting SD community and like LA together. And then they would do a performance as box cutters. And then um, it was LA and the Bay. 
And then, so I don't know, that was like a really good like modeling for like how like dance can like bring people together. So big shout out to Lando and he's like endlessly creative. Um, and then I think it was more or less like a lot of projects. I feel like there's like this era of projects because I think there's like a lot of, you know, this like resurgence of choreographers or like a, a an emergence, I guess, of choreographers um, like in the like, 2010s I want to say I don't know how to define the decades but um yeah so a lot of projects like I danced with um Julio um Morales and Milo McManus on their project called uh Final Product and it was just like a lot of that a bunch of little creatives like there is this um queer party called Fuse in Sunnyvale and they um they very much centered like the dance community for that event. So they would always feature choreographers. So like Amber Davina and like many people would like put together projects. Um, so more projects than, than dance companies. It's pretty much been Funkonometry and, um, and INQ. You know what I've wanted to do for a long time and I've probably mentioned it to several of you is somebody make a big tree. Yeah. A big family tree. And because especially Bay Area, because that's what I know the best as far as. And then they put a dot on all the different groups or people that they perform with, because mm -hmm. when I encounter a lot of these young people, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know you. Who did you dance with? And they're like, oh, I would dance with uh, FBC. And then I was with Funkonometry. And then I even did some stuff with Alan Frias. I'm like, whoa. Right. You know, it's mingled, isn't it? You need no. like dance profiles of which which groups do you belong to? <laughs> like dance genealogy. <laughs> dance <Right>. genealogy. <laughs> and I, so I many groups like have. Yeah, oh, I was just gonna say, so many groups have come from other groups as well too. Like INQ is kind of an unofficial spinoff from Funks. You know, it's a lot of the same family that just moved to this next step. And then before Actually, Funks, exactly. So traveling back, um, it was Kaba Modern. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the older people from uh, Kaba Modern made Funks LA, and then Funks LA became branched off to do the Funks SF and SD eventually. Um, and then, like Ali said, it kind of and I honestly believe that full out is kind of like a like a manifestation of funkonometry as well. So mm. to your point, Micaiah, everything is really like deeply connected. So. Well, tell us about I and Q then. Yes. Sure. So um, like I was saying, it started off as kind of like a program. Um, I. I'm always embarrassed to talk about this, but INQ is like a not even an abbreviation, but in my head it was like incubator. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, I, I was waiting yeah. for that. That's why I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. So I see, I see why there's confusion. Um, <laughs> um, I'm Too late now. We can't change now. the name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was the concept. Like, I see these passionate dancers that just didn't have the same privilege I would say as like being able to train with people like Micaiah and um, getting the training growing up early on so I was like how can I like build a program that like treats them as if because for me I the way I learned is just to get thrown in like I, I, I don't know I don't I'm not the best at academia <laughs> I think like real practical hands-on experience like really just forces you to like get yourself together and like figure it out and so that's kind of I took everything I learned from being on Funkonometry and kind of applied that same culture and um, 
honestly, like the traditions and the format of how we run rehearsal and how we cast pieces um, and just said, yes, you're you're ready for this. <laughs> like, let's do it. Let's put a piece together. Um, and uh, I found a lot of joy in that. I found a lot of joy in the creativity, but I found a, more joy in like, like I said before, making people like believe that they could, that they deserve to be on the stage. Um, and then it just kept evolving. And then actually my partner, Anthony, I was asking him, how do we level up I and Q? Like we've been doing this for a couple of intenses now. And he was like, y'all should compete. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's so weird, but I guess, sure. Why not? Like, let's raise the stakes. So we competed. I think it was either at, I, I forget which show, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you, but it was a community show, <laughs> and um, and we I think it was, was it Onyx. Well, we competed and we placed third, <laughs> so we're like, huh? <laughs> um, so so we're like, oh, and then kind of just like looking back, like I am now, we're like, oh, actually, INQ though it was is an intensive, it kind of developed an attitude and a personality, and I was like, yeah, this this could be a dance company. So then it evolved into a dance company. That's where we are now. When we competed for the first time, again, it was like just for giggles. And we were like, let's try. Let's like really put a piece together that we're, you know, you've got to raise the bar every once in a while to push yourself that much more. And so we did. And like Rocco said, we got third. And again, I don't remember how many teams were competing. But y'all, the way we won third felt like we won first place. Like they gave us the the trophy we're, and they're still, they're like, and second place goes, oh no, first, I think we got like most creative or something. Yeah. We were like, yes, like superlatives. That was like we like, won first place. <laughs> that was like we won first place because we're, we're a little over the top, you know, again, extra F is my separate dance intensive, but it speaks to kind of the tone of Rocco and I for a lot of the productions we put together, really over the top, really pushing what we do. But yeah, we, we got most creative or whatever it was in third place. Again, they're calling second, they're calling first. Like we did not win we are still out there taking pictures with our trophy. Like we were so excited. You could not like tell us that that was not first place. <laughs> they literally had to come over there. Like you guys, we have to get out of the theater by a certain time. Like that's, we're happy for you, but like, please go home. You have to leave now. So we left, you know, but to Rocco's point, it kind of shifted where I and Q could go. And again, you know, it's like, you could always maybe go there, but once you finally put yourself in that arena and you've been validated in some sense, you're like, okay, let's push. So then INQ continued to grow and grow and grow into a team where we we're like, well, let's, what else can we do? Let's push the bar. Let's see how much we can grow and level up our group as a community um, and for the community, you know, raising the bar of like, we're one of the home teams of Full Out Studios and really wanting to just represent Oakland and represent the Bay Area and sort of the diverse team that we've got and kind of pulled together. Um, and it's attracted really wonderful human beings. So I would say now too, where we are as a company is, INQ, we've got dancers that have been with us from the start. You know, we've got dancers that are six months in, two weeks in to dancing with the company. Um, and it's really cool to see while everyone's really different, the core things are always the same. Everyone's always a really inspiring, a really talented mover in different pockets and different categories. So we've got folks that are excellent whackers. We've got folks that again, are trained in all things contemporary or ballet. We've got folks that have been in hip hop their entire life. So it's really kind of a, a melding together of a lot of different talents. Um, and they're all really kind and wonderful human beings. So shout out to INQ. They're very much a family. I know people say that about their dance companies because it's true at the end of the day. You really, you spend so much time together in rehearsals. You're all pushing towards the same goal of like, we want to be really proud of what we put on stage and what we build and create together. Um, 
So it's been cool. While IMQ started as an incubating of sort of younger, more green dancers of you could do this, you can go on stage. I would say INQ still stands by that same concept of we've got more seasoned, more senior dancers now who have maybe been in the space a longer time, but we're trying to cultivate those folks even more, whether it's um, in the leadership space or in their own choreographing space and putting their work into our piece that's going to go to Dance Fest as well, too. So still incubating talent with a Q, um, but in a different format now. Incubating with a Q. I like with a Q. With a Q. <laughs> and so that kind of like completely leads us into, you know, after hearing about INQ and, and what kind of company it is, tell, I want to hear about the piece. So how are you, you know, working with, like you're saying, these different levels of experience, uh, the different kind of uh, dancers have immersed in different types of dance. And so what, tell us about this piece for dance. So God bless Micaiah and God bless Allie, especially for like letting me just be like, what if we do this like random thing? And they're just like, yeah, if you, if you want to do that, you should totally do that. <laughs> so for, I, for I, I do, context, I honestly, yeah. Oh, I was going to say Rocco always has the most amazing and creative ideas. And he's like, what if this and pitches it? And even if you're not sure right away, you're like, yes, that sounds good. Let's, let's suss that out. Let's figure that out. That's going to be great. And it always is. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Thank you. Um, yeah. So at the risk of sounding like super like uh, artsy, <laughs> I um, during the pandemic, let's start there. During the pandemic, I don't know if, if you y'all felt this too. It's like time was kind of like warping. Mm-hmm. I still like say like, oh my God. And then last year, but it was literally like five years ago. And, you know, we were all going a little stir crazy being in the same space (laughs) for months and months and months and not only that um we're facing you know like reflecting on ourselves reflecting on the state of our community the state of our world so it's not like we are just in isolation we are also (laughs) there with these really kind of heavy things to unpack and like synthesize um and it sounds really corny but there's this tree that was outside of my that's outside my house i've all, all, another embarrassing fact, this is the only place I've lived except for like the home I grew up in. <laughs> so I've been here for a minute. That's another example of like being in the same space and like time like passing by as you blink. But there's um, there's this tree outside my house that actually changes during the seasons. And I think it was like seeing that as I passed the, the kitchen every morning mm. kind of at least gave me some semblance of like understanding that time is, time is moving forward. So I thought that was like a beautiful, though maybe overdone, <laughs> but beautiful like symbolism for for time passing and and the seasons that we experience in life. So that is like the really hefty kind of background to to the theme of this. Um, so the way we're contextualizing time passing is through like a romantic from a romantic lens. And each um, season that we pass is also represented by an era of music, just to reinforce that idea of like time passing by. So in the spring, we have the fifties where there's this kind of like idyllic kind of like naive love. And you kind of, it could also just be about life, right? Like we have this like youthful kind of optimism at first. I mean, honestly, I say youthful, but like in 2019, 
I was like, 2020 is going to be our year. Like, I had this, like, I was like, I just know, like, the studio is, like, not in debt anymore. Like, we're about to do big things. And, you know, that kind of disappeared. So, so that's another kind of parallel there with the theme. Um, and then in summer, it's the 70s. That just felt right to me. I imagine like the sweaty streets of New York and you're just kind of lustful and like finding, you know, people to connect with. Um, and then we have fall, which is Miss Lauren Hill. I don't want to give too much away, but um, <laughs> we're in the 90s, right? 90s, 2000s. And I feel like she's just the perfect capture, like soul wise of like, like, um, kind of conflict you know like uh, the song that we're doing is her diss track to Wyclef and there's like this like visceral kind of energy about it and um so that's like what we all feel in certain relationships at certain points and then um, we have winter which brings us back to present day <laughs> um we're doing a Daniel Caesar track which is this kind of like representation of winter like you're sullen you're withdrawn you're maybe a little cynical you know, you've been through the pain of, let's just say, the pandemic, and now you're like, what? what is the meaning of life? And then eventually we roll around back to spring, which is um, Ali's, mostly Ali's piece, which is amazing. And it's um, kind of anthemic, and it's like about picking up the pieces and the general feeling, sorry, this is so long-winded, is that, you know, spring will come again. You know, you go through these cycles of life, you go through these... Um, eras of, of, of experience that are defined by the people that are around you, often by the relationships that you're in. Um, and you often meet conflict and challenges and times where you don't know what you're doing and if, if you'll ever recover, but eventually always spring comes and eventually always you, you recover and you remember who the F you are and you pick up the pieces and you lean on the people around you and, um, and you move forward. So I hope that made sense. <laughs> it does. And I'm, I'm really, I, I want, I'm excited to see the coming back around to spring. I'm glad it doesn't stop with me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. and and scene. Like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> don't leave me with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ironically too, that last spring piece was something I had originally created because of something I was going through personally and was feeling really down and really heavy and really overwhelmed. So I created it for myself initially of like this, I need this for me to like Rocco said, remind me who the F I am and, and who this community is and how strong and powerful we are. And I think a common thread for me too, there was no tree outside my window, unfortunately, but <laughs> something, something that was a current thread or, uh, or a thread rather throughout the whole pandemic was being able to dance. And I remember the first time I actually got to go back to full out just to be in the space by myself, because that was the safest thing to do at the time alone in the whole big studio. I cried and I cried because I was so relieved of like the world felt like it was literally collapsing, mm -hmm. but the studio still stood there, you know, and there was just a sense of comfort being in that space. And then to have those Zoom meetings and Zoom calls of where I'm like, welcome to my living room, everybody stretch, you know, <laughs> to then being able to teach parking lot outdoor classes. Um, I think the piece has been really therapeutic for Rocco and I to put together too, of like, despite everything that everyone has gone through over the last however many years, because again, like, what is time? We'll just leave back to the whole piece. 
um, it's dance has always been a through line as well too. So to be able to represent that through different seasons of life of literally the seasons of the decades kind of bringing it together in a couple different flavors has been a really nice piece considering where we are in time at the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys kind of feel that way too. It's like the return of dance fest kind of marks this like feeling of moving forward. And I feel like, and uh, and uh, for Ali and us, like dancing at the Palace of Fine Arts in general is like, you know, another indication of like, ah, like, Side story, uh, we, my partner and I went to New York last year and we went to see a, a show called Hades Town, which I highly recommend. Um, and it was, we didn't know this, but it was the first day they were back on Broadway. Wow. And for literally 15 minutes, we, the audience, stood and applauded mm-hmm. when the cast came out. I'm getting emotional now. And I just like, literally, I didn't even know like too much about the play, but just the feeling of everyone being so grateful that we had that privilege back like I was like from the jump like already crying like the show hadn't even started yet so I think that's very much like how I feel about dance fest returning yes 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 we are excited to be back the last two years we we did do a show but it was not uh, a live show Uh, I can relate to all of that you know coming back and teaching teaching in parking lots in all kinds of funny places in my in this office right here through zoom and um we're really excited to see this piece at the at the 24th annual san francisco international hip-hop dance fest there will be a tree a literal tree just to let everyone know that the tree is not just symbolic that they're bringing a tree not a real tree but a tree that they designed for this piece and um it you all have performed at the sf international hip-hop dance fest before so it'll be a homecoming of sorts to have you back and um, we know that it's going to feel good again to have everyone back, especially Bay Area people. And then, you know, Bay Area people opening their arms to the people who are not from here and creating a, an, a, cre- a, creating a worldwide community, which is what the Dance Fest tends to do. We have a little tradition that we started this season. It's called Silly Question Jar. Um, I like it. <laughs> I like it already. <laughs> Let's do it. I made some silly questions and I pull it out. Um, and that's how we end our thing. Uh, it's just asking these silly questions. Let's see. <laughs> it says, have you ever been, it's not that silly. Have you ever been injured on stage and did you keep going? Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> I, okay, well, I mentioned it earlier too that I've blown out my knee. I've done, I've torn things in both knees and one time on stage, it was actually like kind of not, it, it's somewhat comical now, but when I was dancing with NSU and I was directing the team, it was my senior year, one of our final shows. Like it was kind of the halfway point in the year. So maybe you had one or two big ones left. And we had this ridiculous over the top, like Cinderella themed um, routine that we had put together. And there was this one routine choreographed by Jonathan Seeson. So super fabulous, super femme, super like cow cow kind of noises. And there was this part where I was supposed to roll to the ground at long story short, I'll spare you the details. Me didn't work out well. And I was off 
not totally off to the side. I had to like crawl my way off to the edge because it was it was donezo. So I like scoop, scoop, but I'm in like a sparkly dress and a sparkly crop top. Like, ee, ee, I make it off to the side. You barely see it. But then we had to go. We ended up going to the emergency room and my good friend, Caitlin, who was my co-director at the time, she was like, it's going to be fine. It's going to because I'm a mess. I'm hysterical. I'm so sad that I'd blown out my knee or felt like that's what it was. And so I have this video of me sitting in the emergency room with crutches, still full hair and makeup, full outfit, like just looking like the saddest little like toddlers and tiaras type of outfit, just so sad. And my, my friend Caitlin is singing along and she's like, I'm, the song was Donatella that we had danced to. It's like, I'm blonde, I'm rich, and I'm a little bit of a ciao. And she changed the word. She was like, I'm Allie, <laughs> I'm broken, <laughs> and I'm still sparkly. Come out. So there's a video of me just singing that and very sad and crying a lot. But we recover. We do some physical therapy. Everything's fine. But I have very funny footage of me injuring myself, unfortunately, on stage. <laughs> That's big. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've, I've majorly injured myself. Um, when I was, I think maybe in like the fourth grade, I was obsessed with the movie, The Mask. I don't know why, <laughs> but I, for the talent show, I was like, I'm going to, I know what to do. I'm going to do a tap dance to that song from The Mask. And I was like, so ready. And the curtains parted and I was like, but like the first step I slipped and I fell on. <laughs> of course mortified I like started crying and then like like took a minute in the wings but then I went back out and I I did that's all that matters (laughs) poor little Rocco that trauma I'm probably still healing from Oh no. That means you're officially a dancer that's that's true what about you um, I think this was a piece we did. Remember that piece we did that was like a lot of house and we had like the brown outfits on. Um, Love that piece. Yeah. There's a part where we're kind of like all almost doing some kind of plank push up move and I got kicked in the face. <laughs> no. Like, hey, I mean, you're just like, okay, next. Five. <laughs> right? Oh. right? Oh, Even no. stepping, you're like, I'm good. I'm good. I can see. I can see. <laughs> Dang. Yes, that was that was that was a good one. How about you, Micaiah? I've never been injured on stage when I was performing. I've definitely had things happen when I've been teaching. Mm. Uh, my back go out, my knee hurt. Uh, I remember one time when teaching, like when I was teaching kind of jazzy stuff, and I had some long hair, and I did some Ali Fritz kind of stuff, like whip hair, and I was at the ground, and then I put my foot down, and it no. chunk of my hair, and I whacked my my hair and then I looked down and a big chunk of my hair not fake hair was in under my foot oh dang that was I looked amazing that was worth it you should have picked it up and kept going like worth it yeah (laughs) yeah I'll never forget that it was a good you know part of my hair that I I I got um anyway Thank you so much, Ali and Rocco. And INQ will be performing at the San Francisco International Hip Hop Dance Fest on November 11, 12th, and 13th. Go to sfhiphopdancefest.com 
Brandy will be there. She hasn't picked out her outfit yet, but she talks about it every week. I gotta go <laughs> shopping. For, and then it'll probably end up being something black and real comfortable. But I'll be looking <laughs> cute, okay? I'm into orange right now, so I got some orange boots. Ooh, okay. Ooh. I can't wait to see those. I know. See if I can still wear heels and not want to throw them off. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone, thank you for being here. Thank you all to uh, for sharing this time with us. And until next time, much love and much respect. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 <laughs>